Welcome to the Seacoast Vineyard Church podcast. We are a vineyard church located in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and we invite you to enjoy this message from God's Word. Hey, let me just say this too, that uh, everybody is real focused on Houston and, and what's going on, and we started today out in the lobby you can uh, find a place to begin to give to that. Also, I'm in touch with some pastors down there. One pastor, Phil Johnson, down in the New Orleans Vineyard, is starting to take teams very uh, very soon. Matter of fact, he's already putting things together down there because he's been through Katrina. I remember uh, with being with Phil back when that first happened at a leadership meeting. And I asked Phil how it was going. He said, you know, Tim, we built a brand-new auditorium. It never had a meeting in it, and Katrina hit that week. And the first people to worship in our auditorium were the people who didn't have homes. And he says, uh, and so now Phil uh, is right there close to where he is beginning to be a part of this too. So you're going to hear more in the days ahead. We give to, uh, uh, to Convoy of Hope. We're partnered, the Vineyard, our group of churches are partnered with Convoy of Hope. They've been doing a great job for many, many years if we had a hurricane, which will happen eventually at some point here, uh, and they will probably park all their trailers right out in our parking lot and probably start serving the beach. And so we're going to work through uh, Vineyard Mercy, which is our arm of, of helping people in need and also Convoy of Hope. So you can begin today. I'll go outside, and there's a place that you can give there. And also, we're headed toward our 20th birthday yeah, just in like three or four weeks, what, four weeks, and so, uh, yeah, and so I don't know, you know, I may call an audible, and we might just take up a gigantic offering for Convoy of Hope on that Sunday, I don't know, my leaders are freaking out right now, but, uh, you know, we're going to do something, we're going to get engaged, and we're going to support, and we're also going to be involved, and so, and I want to say this too, take the time to do this, um, if you... The time now is even for us to think about these things is that if you have a chainsaw in a truck and, uh, and you are able to help when something like this happens even here, it would be nice for us to know it so that we could have a list of names. And so on the cards or an email to us or something to let us know, hey, Tim, you know, I've got a truck, I've got a chainsaw, I'm able to get out and help people or a generator or whatever, then we can have a list of names and we're ready to go when that happens. And so, uh, you know, this is uh, just a kind of a wake-up call for all of us. And, uh, and so uh, we're going to be involved. We're going to be taking teams. We're going to be giving. We're going to be supporting. And uh, I want to pray this morning right now, matter of fact, for Houston and for those folks that are so devastated. And uh, it's just a major tragedy. And, uh, and the church needs to be involved, needs to be leading the way in it. Father, thank you for your grace and your mercy in times of great pain and loss. Uh, you said that you would be a present, ever-present help in a time of need, Lord. And our friends and those we've never known, and really thousands and tens of thousands of people who are so affected now need to know and need to have hope in the midst of this. We pray your comfort. We we pray your presence there. We pray that you strengthen the uh, all the responders and the people who are showing up to help. And we pray for good organization so that people can get the help they need. Uh, we pray again for for all the churches trying to mobilize. Uh, we're America is so quick to want to help. And so, Lord, help us do 
the right things so that we can help the right ways. And, and so, Father, we pray for them, be with them, and uh, re- restore God and do a great work in the midst of such loss. You're good at that, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we're closing out our series this morning. We've called it uh, The Need to Lead. And we've looked at, instead of me looking at exactly what uh, leadership is and kind of working through some of that, my desire has been that there's not a single person that's been in this series or has come during this series who hasn't heard, wow, I'm leadership material. You know, that, that has been my hope and my prayer because I do truly believe that in every person's life, there is some way to lead and make a difference. And many times we let the bigger things that we see rob us of the opportunities or taking uh, the opportunities, advantage of the opportunities in in what we might call small, which are never small. And many times lead to huge things that we may hear later on or may never hear of that affected people in some really wonderful, grand way. And so today, I'm going to close it out. We're going to go back to our scripture we were at last week about the Antioch Church in Acts 13. And we're going to close it out uh, with kind of the subtitle being, You Need to Lead. (laughs) You Need to Lead. And uh, I want to read you a, a quote from the prophet Denzel Washington, um, because I think, I think it's a really good quote. And if we could put it up there on the screens and let people see it. At the end of the day, it's not about what you have or what you've accomplished. It's about what you've done with those accomplishments. It's about who you've lifted up, who you've made better. It's about what you've given back. I think that's so true. And you know what stops us? The start. That's what stops us. We, we just don't start. We, something comes over us and we think we won't make a difference or my little small amount. Or we begin to judge our ability to contribute by what we think we have to offer. Instead of making what we have to offer available. And here's the beauty of being a Christ follower is Christ can do a lot with just a few fish and loaves of bread. And, uh, and so it's about that. It's about taking what we have, where we have. Uh, matter of fact, let me, let me give, give something away today. I love giving things away. Um, that story came out of this book, Your Next 24 Hours. It was written by the founder of Convoy of Hope. He spoke at our national conference in uh, California in July. And this book is full of stories. One like uh, this kid is riding his bicycle along one day. And he comes across uh, a man outside of his car. And he's kicking the wheels and fussing. And the young man stops and he goes, sir, what's wrong? And he says, I locked my keys in the car. And I left my cell phone at home and... And I have no way to contact my wife, and so I'm here. And so the young, he was a teenager, the young boy gets off of his bike. He goes over, and uh, he, says, uh, he says, where do you live and all? And he says, well, seven miles away. And he says, well, I'm headed to get your keys. And the guy says, that's a long ways. And the little kid says, I need the exercise. And <laughs> takes off, rides the seven miles to get the keys from the wife and comes back. That's leading. 
I mean, you could say what you want, but that is seeing a need, seeing that something needs to be done, and then stepping into it at the moment. And those kind of situations and opportunities come by quite often. We just sometimes are so busy, we don't see them. And so uh, this is a book uh, by Hal, and at the end of every chapter, there are discussion questions. This would make a great small group, by the way. So the first person to, uh, to let's see, tell me my birthday can have this book. No, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, you're close. <laughs> uh, let's, who really, who, yeah. That's <laughs> right, yeah. It is B.C. Uh, <laughs> my birthday uh so let me just uh, who who really would like to have some ideas on how to surf all right here you go pete there you go you bet we have the books out in the auditorium by the way and so uh you could pick one up out there uh let's read our scripture acts 13 and also we're going to jump over to, to the 14th chapter and read a section of it as well and uh i'm gonna pray over the scripture again and we'll jump into it Now in the church at Antioch, there were prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Menaean who had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. So after they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them off. From Italia, they sailed back to Antioch, where they had been committed to the grace of God for the work they had now completed. On arriving there, they gathered the church together and reported all that God had done through them and how he had opened the door of faith to the Gentiles. And they stayed there a long time with the disciples. Father, bless the reading of your word. Breathe life on it this morning. Uh, I ask for your help, Lord, in my weakness. I pray this every week, but it's sincere, Lord, that you give me the gift of teaching over the next few minutes. And that you, Holy Spirit, would bring alive the scripture to us. These stories of ordinary people stepping into your call to see your kingdom come on this earth. See your love, your rule, and your reign through Christ. So we ask for your help this morning. Holy Spirit, you're welcome in this place. We pray you would come. I touch our hearts, open us, 